Welcome to Challenge Yourself, Obstacles to Opportunities. We are excited to be back with you. I am McKenna. And I am Greg. And we are excited to be your hosts of this incredible conversation. And we also have, for those that are able to watch, our Callie puppy with her disgusting bed who drags it everywhere. But you know what? It's life, right? It's a security blanket. It's That's a security how she blanket. Deals for her. with some things. Yeah, which. Segway. Look at you, right? Look Segway. at you, right? Okay. Today, we're going to talk about something really, really important that we have to talk about that puts us both on a very different side of the, of the spectrum and just our understanding of it, but it's something that must be talked about. Since I resigned from teaching, I have been asked a question over and over and over again. And when I was asked this question, I wasn't able to answer it because of the timing. The question has always been, how has the transition been from teaching? Well, in the summer, it's just summer. Like, there's no difference in transition. But now that school has started, people can finally ask me the question. Now you can answer Now the I can finally answer the question. That I'm receiving the question. And the first time people asked me, when I was in a different headspace... My answer shocked me because I just kind of had an out-of-body experience to think about, do I miss the classroom? It wasn't any of that. It was, wow, I haven't experienced any anxiety over the past two weeks. And that's a big deal for me. And so today we're going to talk about anxiety. We're going to talk about, you know, knowing that it's okay not to be okay. It's okay. It's okay to talk about anxiety. It's okay to talk about depression because the more we talk about it, the more we understand that we're not alone in this journey. You know, teaching advanced placement psychology, we talked a lot about mental illness. We talked a lot about statistics that 40 million people in just the United States experience depression. And those are 40 million that have been diagnosed. We're not talking about the people that haven't been diagnosed because of the fear of the stigma of being diagnosed with anxiety or being diagnosed with depression. And so that's why I've been a huge advocate of talking about it to educate, especially you, right, about something that a lot of people are either A, afraid to talk about, or B, don't understand it. Yeah, just unaware of, like, for me, I didn't have experience. My personality, my mental makeup was such that I just didn't, I can't, it's still hard for me to grasp what anxiety is. Uh, even though I've studied biology, anatomy, physiology, I've gone through what it, what it is physiologically, but psychologically, without experiencing it within, it's still hard for me to grasp. What does it mean to have a day where you feel like you can't get out of bed? It, like I, I can't see, like I don't have that perspective, but I've been around someone who has to grapple with that He's every now and again. Um well, not just you. Mm-hmm. We also have a daughter that yeah. may show some signs yeah. of. Um, so it's it's becoming more aware so that I can help educate or enlighten or understand, I guess, number one thing. For me, as a learner, I want to understand what's going on. So that's why I always come to the whys and maybe then the hows and whys and things can get tied together. Um, and that might not be the best method to take um, to someone who's actually suffering with or dealing with. Yeah, good word. Uh, good word choice. But that's difficult to even use. Like, right. Am I saying suffering? Like people say, oh, you're suffering from alopecia. I'm not suffering. Like I am living the best life 
but it's all about choice of words and it's learning the choice of words. Um, and let me just kind of give you a little bit of background. If you don't know my husband, <laughs> if you don't know Greg, like he is the most even keel guy ever. He doesn't let anything bother him. He's able to just brush everything off, except when it comes to volleyball refs. Like he's like, it's almost like he goes into his other personality when it deals with volleyball. I've never had a yellow card in my life where Greg has had. Never. Never. I'm in 19th year, straight year of coaching, and I've never had a yellow card ever. And he thinks that's a shame, but we can't, he's got endless. He's not passionate about it. Scoreboard. Anyways. (laughs) Overall scoreboard. (laughs) You win because you're a lot older. Anyways. um, And when I started, when we started dating, I remember being in the car. I can't even remember we were on Reynolds Road, and you won't remember this. But I was complaining to you about a situation that didn't even deal with me. And you said to me, McKenna, is it going to really affect you? Does it, is it going to impact your life? And I sat there thinking, no. But I was making a mountain out of a molehill. Right. And I have always been the person where I made mountains out of molehills. I allowed things to get to me. Now, I didn't experience anxiety growing up. I think a lot of the situation of what society, with social media, with technology has caused that for me. Um, But it was fascinating because you truly are the yin to my yang. You have taken me from high, high emotional reaction to, we'll just decrease it a little. Yeah, a little less. A little less. Of a high. But you've you've calmed me down a little bit, which is I'm so grateful for um, because it's allowed me to look at a different lens and a different perspective. I think the, the number one thing was exactly that initial conversation we had. Is it going to impact you? Is it going to impact your life in a positive or negative way? If not, is there really a need to put that much importance on it? Is there really a need to dwell on it or to really stress over or get anxious over that event, person, conversation, whatever it happened to be? And if you reframe the, the, your reference point, it maybe changes it a bit. Yeah. But. And I think we have to take into account, which we don't, is the brain chemistry you're dealing with different brain chemistries. We don't know what's going on there. We don't know people's past and the emotional aspect that it's had um, that triggers them. You know, so there's a lot of things that come into play. Um, but I think the difficult thing that I know you've had difficult time with, with, and I've had it in the same you know situation, is explaining to you what anxiety is. Because you are a black and white person. It is, I need to know the definition. And when I can't give a definition, then it's really difficult to explain it for you or for you to understand. Well, yeah, that's it, the, it comes down to the, the root of it. It's hard to understand if we can't define. And that's a difficult, uh, I don't want to say condition, but a different, a difficult situation to be in to define. Yeah. And you're a person that you want to help. You, you I, want to help. And you want to figure out. So if I talked, if I call up my husband, if I call up Greg, or we're sitting in the kitchen, and I say, my chest is really tight right now. 
I just feel really heavy. I just feel a lot of pressure right now. And he's like, what's causing it? And I'm like, I don't know. He's like, well, how am I supposed to help you if I don't know? I said, I could help me if I knew what it is. Because a lot of times there is no trigger. Most of the time there's no trigger. But when, you know, now looking back on, you know, it would be school all day of interacting with high school students, of answering questions and dealing with management and then, you know, dealing with volleyball and going, 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 going. And it was just building up. And it wasn't just one thing. It was just the pressure that I might be putting on myself or pressures that society's putting on me or it's completely irrelevant and nothing's going on. But I just had more anxiety. Well, I think a big stem too was the actual societal events that have led to the anxious state of many students and teachers is the uncertainty of what could occur on a daily basis. Who could come into this campus? Who could break through a door or wield a weapon? So like right now, my heart is starting to race. Right. You know, and I get fired up because I'm thinking of you in that situation because you had that situation and, and then find out, oh, a false alarm happens and this, that, because then I'm thinking to myself, how, how does that even occur? You, there's no such thing as a false alarm when it, when you're dealing with that type of subject matter. So to me, someone who wants to unfortunately be a controlling person to say, how do we fix that situation? You don't like, we're at a point now where we've let it get to a, I mean, people are people, people get to make their choices, but the choices that are being made in this day and age are just repulsive. But you as a teacher, someone who's there trying to share and and grow these individuals and the kids who are there because they need to learn shouldn't be in that environment. So, I mean, that's countrywide. That's That's worldwide. It's, it's, it's in schools, period. Yeah. Um, I don't know if we can identify it as worldwide because right. there's quite a few right. countries around the globe that don't deal with what we deal with, but definitely nationally. But it's the, that anxious feeling. So I guess I understand that part yeah. because I would get that for you. But yeah, no, that's that dealing with that, removing yourself from that situation right there alleviates a huge stressor or cause of potential anxiety. Yeah, it's amazing how it just, it causes me to start thinking and it goes on to repeat. And that is the most difficult thing is that I can't just say, get out of my brain. And now I'm thinking about, okay, our girls are at school right now where I want to be able to get to the point and not allow it to affect me, that look at the positives rather than the negatives. And that's something that I've learned on my journey of having alopecia and losing all my hair is that I have to look for the positives rather than the negatives. And it's easier said than done because we implicitly as human beings instantly think of the negative of every person we come into contact with. I think it's more of an evolutionary thing. It's a survival thing. Mm, I we think could, it's a personality thing because I did tend that to be from? way more optimistic than pessimistic. I agree. So it's not society telling me I have to be optimistic or Is that I should because be you're pessimistic. a man versus a woman? I don't know. So like if I'm walking out are of the you, mall, what? Are you more optimistic or pessimistic? But, well, it depends on the situation. Right. So for instance, if I'm walking out of the mall at nine o'clock at night and I'm by myself and there's a male walking towards me. Am I going to instantly grab onto my purse a little bit tighter and get nervous? 
you know, is that's implicit. That's implicit bias. And if, the more we can become conscious aware of it, you know, then but maybe if it'll you reduce. were heavily trained in self defense and you felt comfortable in your own, then person, it'd be a completely different story, right? Yeah. So, is it preparation? Is it frame of reference? Is it so? Could you f- reframe your perspective to put you in the situation where you are? more optimistic in the event like oh this could be someone i could meet and have a lifelong friendship with or have a great conversation on a podcast someday with if i just introduce myself instead of felt fearful of but you know me now oh 100 percent. right do I do now? now you're gonna say hi and hey <laughs> how can how can i help you or or oh. maybe what can we do to to grow together and the amount of times that our girls would be like mom who was it i'm like i don't be but or they ask me like why do you say hi to everyone because you never know what that high is going to do for that person. It might just had made their day that someone said hi to them. It could create a brand new connection and network. And you 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 just never know. And I think you know, that's what I've become. You've become. We just say hi to people. And it brings a smile to people's faces. I mean, we just went. Do you, do you, can you go back to what we've just been talking? We just went in like 12 different directions. Right. Makes me anxious thinking about it. Not really, but... But see, it does for me. Yeah. Because we were supposed like, to focus we, on one thing. But we don't need to. That's the beauty no. thing about this, is that it's creating... It's conversation. It's conversation. Right. And we're having obstacles here of going back and forth, of bantering. But it's good banter. And this is what... If you live in our household, we this is us all the time. 100 directions. 100 directions. Like, a lot of times, I can't find Greg in the grocery store, and so we have a specific whistle... And look up here, look up here. And I will go find him. And then I walk down the aisle and he just farted and doesn't, whoa, whoa, and doesn't Disclaimer. tell me. And I walk through. No, I don't know that that's what do you always say all the, the time. Case. Farting is hilarious. I mean, it happens to be one of the funniest things on the planet. However, not when you do it to your wife, it's never funny. Let's talk about the okay. We're not going to get in that conversation. Speaking of 102 directions, yeah. you just took that in the wrong direction. I had to bring some humor to this because it's so true, and all wives know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Anyways, so my question to you is: is you know having a wife who is working on her anxiety, having a daughter who had difficulties, especially during COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, with anxiety, with her friends being on a different schedule and having no one to play with at school, of having problems with math class. Um, you know, I'm just glad that we have two different sides because I'm able to have those conversations with Carson of helping her to understand or somewhat understand what's going on, of it's okay to feel that way. Hmm? Whereas you just want to say, just brush it off. Well, I don't not you just brush to. it off, but... How can we make it better? Yeah. And sometimes How there, can we alleviate that? There isn't. And, and yeah. I th- you know, when you're work- when you're with someone who has some sort of mental illness, whether it's depression, anxiety, I mean, we could go through and through. Um, and it was the same thing with you and my mom when I was losing my hair. You want to help, but sometimes there's nothing you can do physically. Right. Except be there. Be there. And I think that was really difficult, especially for my mom, because my mom is very scientific-minded, wants to know the reason, wants to do everything. She even said, McKenna, I'll shave my head, too. And I said, no way. We don't need two baldies in that. Or, well, three. Oh, yeah. three. But 
that's the thing is you need to understand that I appreciate you for taking the effort to to work on understanding, become more conscientious right. of it. Um, and I appreciate you to be able to learning what I need when I don't even know what I need. And, and then we get to be there for our daughter. And I get to teach you and educate you that when she reacts this way or when I react this way, this is how we need to be interacted with, right. which is going to allow you to help you to become a better coach, right. a better dad, a better person. Uh, but we have to have more of these conversations all the time because we are continuously surrounded by it. Uh, and we can only grow and become better because of the conversations. That's the biggest thing is try to be better than the day before. Yeah. And it's okay to not be okay. Yeah. And I, I don't know how many times I've said that here. I've said that to my students too. I've said it to my daughters. I've said it to my students, you know, to my players, everyone. It's okay. You know, every day is not going to be sunshine and rainbows. You know, when I was losing my hair, like the fact that I just got out of bed and walked down to the couch, I was proud of myself. And that's when you have to give yourself that grace period and understand that some days are going to be really crappy. But when you're able to reduce the time period and say, okay, I'm going to give myself 24 hours. And then when 24 hours hits, I'm going to go into a different mindset because there's nothing you can do about the past except for grow and learn from it. You know, and that's what we have to understand. I talk a lot about it. We have to lose in order to win. We have to experience failures in order to succeed. Because otherwise, we never understand success. We will never continue growing. And understanding the population and becoming more aware of what we are surrounded by is going to make us better parents, better coaches, yeah. better people. Yeah. Holding doors open for people because it's the little things. Because you just treat other people well. Yeah. Treat people well. Treat people well. Treat Try to how, understand them. The golden rule. Treat others as though you'd want to be treated yeah. every day. I, I, I'm not going to lie. I love this conversation. We went back for us. It was great for us. Like, I feel like I just got a lot out on the table and it allowed us to really continue to communicate about what I'm going through and what you're going through and how we process information. Uh, Let us know how this conversation impacted you. Did it help you to understand that you're not alone? Is it going to help you to educate others to, you know, bring awareness to what anxiety is or how to help one another? especially when you're dealing with children with anxiety. Uh, like, share, comment. We are always here for you. Let us know how we can support you. Challenge yourself, obstacle to opportunities. Let's go. Have a great day. Let's go. Let's go.